Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. What's up, family? This is the Playmaker Podcast, episode nine, the Tony Allen edition. We back for another week of good talk, uh, sports talk, some current events. But my bad. Welcome back, Keith. Oh yeah, it's me. It's me. <laughs> hey guys, like Rage said, it's episode nine, Tony Allen. I don't know if you guys know a lot about Tony Allen, but you know, six time all in. Defensive first player, team, first team, three time NBA champion with the Celtics. So Tony Allen, uh, shout, shout out to Tony you. Allen. Yeah. So let's get things rolling. Um, we're gonna start off with the the Western Conference Finals that's already over. Oh, yeah, that was for quick. a while now. That was quick. Four out, sweet. They call that a sweep. Yeah. Get the rules out. We was off. What did we say? Yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I, I I know I didn't <laughs> have a sweep. Like, listen, Keita. You know, everybody know by now. Mm-hmm. I'm a hate. I'm a hater. Yes. I'm a Warriors hater. Respectfully, a Warriors yes, hater. Yes, yes. He respects everything about the Warriors, but but it, it made it even worse because the Blazers three straight games were up 15 plus points. They were yes, and you still lose. But that's not every that's game? not the kicker. KD didn't play a minute in the series. Not one. Mm-mm. He didn't play a minute in the series. So, my question is, what do you think went wrong? I don't know. Or, I don't know. I, don't I wrote know. a lot of notes down for, the, uh, for the Blazers because I just, I've never seen this. I looked online and I said, has a team ever was up like 15 or more points in a series and got swept? No. It was nowhere online. It didn't mm-hmm. happen before. You know, so, um, I think at some point the Warriors just toying with the rat, with the Blazers. I'm sorry. At, like, they was just like, get a lead. Yeah. Um, uh, Portland shot selection when they had to lead um, shocked me. Um, their defensive uh, execution when they had to lead shocked me because they was playing like a 17-point lead for the Warriors is nothing. If you're not right. up 30 on the Warriors, I don't trust your lead. And that's what anybody, so I'm not knocking Portland for having a lead and losing it because that's normally what happens with when you play the Warriors. Um, they shoot the three so well that they're never out of a game. But my problem is, is just the game plan. Mm-hmm. For you to get up 17 and can't close out, I, I just didn't understand that. Yeah, I was baffled. I don't even use that word often, but, like, watching that game, well, the whole series, like. Oh, yeah. I, After game know, one, I was shocked that 
because Portland they they had the momentum in like every game besides game one. Yeah, game one was a blowout, but then two, three, and four like mm-hmm. Portland rolling yep. for three quarters or mm-hmm. or two and a half, three quarters. Mm-hmm. Yep, then like they, like then they just changed the whole way they're playing. Like yeah, after the league, it's like the coach gave you a game plan and it worked, and then you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna just do what I do. A lot of bad shots, and a lot of shots I don't think God should have been taking. Um, Dame's health, he didn't look as good, but the defensive game plan that the Warriors had sometimes it makes players look worse than they are. Um, yeah, and he he wouldn't admit like it altered his game. Cause I, I, respect that. I I usually watch the press conferences mm-hmm. like the next day, mm-hmm. but he was like, "Yeah, that had nothing to do with how I was playing. Like I still I was shooting the same shots." I agree. Um, and he said he thought he played well, which he did for the most part. But mm-hmm. in the crunch moments, him and CJ missed a lot of uh, shots they usually make. And CJ McCollum, he said in his press conference that it's a make or miss league, mm-hmm. um, and like. That's what it comes down to, and the Warriors made shots and they missed shots. Yeah, but Dame, I think it also comes down to experience. Yeah, as well. Dame and CJ, I think Dame shot thirty seven and CJ shot thirty nine. So hmm. it wasn't horrible. Yeah. But the last duo to beat the Warriors, um, and it was in the finals, uh, was Kyrie and LeBron. Mm-hmm. And if you go from Game Five from two thousand sixteen, LeBron shot fifty uh, percent, I think, and then Kyrie shot like forty seven percent. So to yeah. beat the Warriors, you have to be almost. Like you're at your all time game, and it took right. the, it took that Cavs team that has a miracle. Draymond gets suspended. Like if you ain't got nothing like that happening, I, it, it's really hard for me to see you beat the Warriors. So I'm hearing they gonna win a chip. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think neither team in the East um, poses the threat unless the Warriors, which I know this won't happen, get super duper lax, which I don't think will happen. I just don't Here, see. It. I got a question for you. So. Say Katie and DeMarcus Cousins comes back. Do you think they won't answer anything? No? Mm-hmm. Not at all? Not I even Cousins coming back? Mm-hmm. He has no bearing on the series. He had no bearing in the playoffs. No no knock on DeMarcus, but he was just getting acclimated to the Warriors mm-hmm. system when he got hurt. He was just coming back from the injury he had before. So that he can come back is cool. KD can come back is cool. I'm not saying in the sense that these guys are not talented, but how the Warriors are playing is just okay. Now they just gonna even be more killers. So it's like, oh, thank you for adding more. Yeah, I I, personally, I hope Demarcus. Well, both of them. I hope they come back because it's just good to see for basketball. But just to see if they play the same. Not they never. They don't play the same way. But mm-hmm. just I want to see what changes and like does it will it alter their uh, flow. Know, I think that KD and Demarcus are two like really professional players, and they both came to the Warriors team knowing that sacrifice is probably one of the things you have to do. So I feel like they'll just fit right in. Listen, I'm a hater, so I want to see <laughs> something altered. Um, so who do you think will be the best matchup from? We saw last night the Raptors took a 3-2 lead. Um, so who do you feel like is best the best matchup? matchup? And paper? also, who, who do you think will win that series? So your first question, who's the best matchup? I'll probably say on paper, you can probably say the Milwaukee Bucks. My mm-hmm. issue is um, you have given the Warriors 10 days off to prepare for a team. Um, so the wall that Giannis is going going right now is just going to be 10 times as um, worse. And then as the playoffs come, your weaknesses get exposed. That doesn't make you a bad player, but it's just, it's just magnified. Anything you can't do is going to be magnified on the playoff 
uh, stage. So I feel like um, the things Giannis has was so successful in the first two games of the series that he's in now, the last three games, it's not going to work because it's just like now we know this is what you have to do to score. So now we stopping it. And if you don't have a um, a second move or a second anything, it's just going to be you just going to be running into a brick wall. And that's what I thought he was doing last night against the Raptors. So if I had to pick, um, it's tough because I, I don't think either team can do anything with the Warriors. Kawhi's not 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think Kawhi has any other player that I would see that I would be like, wow, he, he can do something. He can be that second player. One player can't beat the Warriors. Ask LeBron James. So I don't think, now you have a, a Kawhi Leonard that we can obviously see not healthy. So either team, um, I'll just throw a team out there. Okay, the Raptors, say the Raptors win game six. I think they'll get swept. Mm. Another sweep. Another sweep, absolutely. I don't see the Raptors winning the game if they play the Warriors. And then Kawhi's not healthy. So, okay, Kawhi, and so let's say Kawhi's 85% against the Warriors if they win game six. You're going to put your best defender, Kawhi, you're going to put him on step? So no, now you got to run around no. court. No, so you can't put him on step. Who's playing out of this world? He'll probably be on. So you're going to put him on clay? I don't think they will do that either because so, so, you, you put Lowry on Steph. Okay. Bucket. Danny Green on uh, Clay. Cool. And then Kawhi just a, a Roman. Okay. They'll probably guard like Eagle Dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Or maybe Draymond. Maybe. But the, the, the problem is. But I feel like. Kyle Lowry hasn't been playing consistent enough for me to trust his offense that makes Steph Curry work a little bit. He he's a he. I think he's a feisty defender. Like he yeah, tries I don't think to get he's under your fold. skin. Yeah, I don't think he'll fold. So I, I don't think he will have a problem like chasing him because he. I don't think he minds and offensively like he's hit or miss. So yeah, that's true. It's just all about Steph missing shots. Honestly, nobody's gonna stop him. No. You just gotta try to contain him and make the shots tough. Even though he yeah. makes tough shots, yeah. you just gotta get. I don't know how to. Like, I don't even know what to suggest. Yeah, I don't think it's a suggestion you could you could think of. Because yeah. even if you look at the... The Blazers got swept. But if you go look at the stats, it was some games they was out-rebounding the Warriors. Some games they were shooting better from three, and they still was losing the game. So it's like, okay, how about I out-rebound the Warriors? Oh, no, that doesn't work. Okay, how about I shoot better threes than the Warriors? Oh, no, that doesn't work. Because they're known for shooting threes. The Warriors, what they suck you in at, they try to get you through the things that you normally don't do. Okay, right. the three is wide open. That don't mean that's what you should take. Right, right. Now you're looking up, you done shot five threes mm-hmm. this whole game, but you ain't shoot five threes in your whole season because you wide open. It's a strategic. They say you, you wide up, when you wide open, it's for a reason. Oh, yeah. And they fall, every, every team falls into that trap. Mm-hmm. Dane wasn't healthy. I know he's not going to use that as an excuse. Um, if he was healthy, I don't think it would have changed anything right. because of the defense that they were playing on him and CJ. Like I said before, the last guards to beat. The Warriors were Kyrie and LeBron. LeBron had to shoot over 60% from the field, and then Kyrie had to shoot over 50 But you're saying you almost have to have one of your guys be almost over-perfect, and then the other guy be almost over-perfect <laughs> to beat the Warriors, and you have to have, to, uh, have other things happen um, also. So I don't think none of those things that happened uh, years ago when the, the Warriors lost is going to be happening this year. Draymond's not going to get suspended. He's nowhere near the tech threshold. Um uh, Seth Curry's not going to play as bad as he played in those last couple games years ago. That's just not his makeup anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have KD in the pocket anytime they want to. KD in the pocket. Yeah. KD doesn't Let, have to. Play. You can come back if we need you. They got. Oh, that it's legacy. more so for KD's legacy. We'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But 
You gotta go. I gotta watch the world. Alright, so we already know how we feel about that. How about game six, though? What do you think is gonna happen with the Toronto and Milwaukee game six? Drake back in the building. Yeah, um. It's tough because did the did the um rappers like give all their energy into that game? Like will they come out sluggish or will that crowd and Drake and all that be uh enough juice? And I think it could it could be. You have one game to get to the NBA finals. Um you gotta think a lot of players don't get to the NBA finals in their whole career. So that alone could just hype you up. Yeah. You know, so um it's tough. Um I don't think it's hard for me to see the like, the Bucks losing four straight, um, but it is possible. They just done it. They just did it to. I, I think it's very possible because I think they figured out a way to stop Giannis, and not yeah. n- not necessarily stop him because he's still gonna get his his numbers. But like in crunch time, yeah. especially like Game Five, they put up the wall. Mm-hmm. And he runs right into it. Like yeah. I'm not sure what he sees or what he thinks is gonna happen. Like yeah. but he, he runs, runs into, into it, it yeah. and turns it over and or then they he score. takes a really bad shot that he hasn't probably practiced or worked Step on. back jumpers on yeah. Kawhi. Like, yeah. That's it was an airball. Air ball. Yeah. That, when you don't when you do something again that you never work on, it looks abnormal to us because we know you haven't worked on it. Right. Now if Giannis works on that in the offseason, which I know he will then mm-hmm. but yeah, that wall is we know like at some point in the playoffs, like I said, your weaknesses get exposed, and that doesn't make you a bad player. It just says if you don't got a, a A, a B, a C, because they're gonna stop you at A. Yeah. If you if you're a super duper duper uh, superstar player, it just happens. Kobe, Michael, not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He on a different. Yeah, or even Kobe. Yeah, but Kobe yeah. has so many different. It's not noticeable. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like they definitely and Giannis is like the. The engine for the Bucks, and when he's not playing well, it just it feels like it's a domino effect to everybody. I think for Toronto, their their biggest strengths right now are their bench. Norman Powell came off the bench, hitting threes. Fred Van Fleet, I think his last yeah. name mm-hmm. He's he hit seven threes last night, and he actually the last two games he's probably he's probably hit ten threes total. Yeah, and he just had a. They were saying like he just had a. a his son was born recently, so that's like extra motivation. And mm-hmm. now he's hitting shots. So I think their bench, more so than anything, yeah, besides Kawhi. In game four, the Raptors bench had 48 points. Okay. So yeah, yeah, they played very well. And if they could if they can keep that up, then then it's it's, it's curtains for, for the Bucks. Because yeah. the Bucks all, all yeah. they had is Middleton. Middleton had 30 in game four. So it's like, man, Middleton played very well, shot eleven for fifteen. But then there was no one else. Mm-hmm. Giannis had his 25, but he shot 9 for 17. So he, he played well, but he didn't have that stamp. Like right. Giannis only had yeah. the dunks and the blocks and all that. Because yeah. the numbers, it looks good on paper, but Giannis is a, a statement type of you watching the blocks and the dunks and the girl. It wasn't that. you know. So if the Bucks bench don't do anything, uh, it'll be a sober hill. Brogdon, they only had 16 points in game four off the bench. That's not going to do anything against anyone. Right, the Raptors, the Warriors. Man. I think I think the moment is getting to him. Yeah, he's pressing. He's taking some shots, some questionable shots. And also his free throws. He's been missing a lot of free throws, airballing free throws. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. And I think it's the moment that and the pressure around like attempting to get to the finals. And I think Drake has something to do with that as well. Like, yeah, 
What do you think about Drake and what he's been doing and his I have no problem with it. I don't either. Yeah, I have no problem with it. It's fun. It's fun for the game. And it's fun to see uh, uh, NBA rappers and NBA players, yeah. how they collide. Because as we know, we've been NBA fans for a long time. NBA players want to be rappers and rappers want to be NBA players. That's just how it is. So to see Drake, um, mind you, he's from Toronto. That's the only professional team that they have in Toronto. And he's just doing what any type of ambassador or just fan would do if you had a team that has a, a story of struggling, but now look at them. They're on the top stage. They're getting all the love, all the praise that they always thought they deserved, but they just didn't get. He's not doing anything appropriate. The sideline thing, I think maybe the NBA could talk about that. Um, maybe Drake could have a little box touching at the coach in that. That's that's cool. I, I, I think as long as the coach don't have a problem with it, like their coach, Toronto coach, then I don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think. And I, I think when they started talking about the Drake, I'm like, oh, the Bucks is done. It's done. Yeah, Why are you talking about Bucks Drake? coach talking about Drake, like he should, it shouldn't be, he shouldn't be able to roam the sidelines. And my thing, and what I believe in is, if you want to shut him up, then win, beat him. I agree, and I don't know if you guys price floor seats. <laughs> but at any time I start making some money, I'm on the floor. I said I'm going to walk, skip. <laughs> Do the little dance the kids do. I'm doing all of that for the price that I pay for four seats because it's the experience. These people pay a lot of money for tickets. I doubt Drake pay. But anybody that's on the floor, you pay a lot of money. Let them as long as they're not affecting the game in a negative way, then I have no problem with it. I I like that you said that he probably don't pay and they just gave him like a custom it was a crazy amount of money that it costs, like custom jersey. Mm. Nah. I'm gonna get back to y'all. I think it was like eight Eight hundred thousand, maybe. Probably his Drake, Drake, or eighty thousand, one or the other. Yeah, it's still a lot. Eight hundred thousand, way different. Than eighty thousand, but I'm like, what do you need with that? Eight, eight, whatever. That like <laughs> thousands you, of dollars. What are you doing with that? Like yeah. Toronto, what are y'all spending your money on? Well, Drake is the same dude. I just like a couple months ago watched him price his outfit. His outfit was a million dollars. All right, but. So no. the money ain't you. You talking oh, about yeah. some type of money that it ain't. It don't even matter. His it's outfit. Change. His outfit was a million dollars. He priced it. I was like, oh my god! I'm going to the store and be like, nine ninety nine. I'm gonna um, go ahead and get back on that. I don't really need no shirts for that. Where the, the clearance is that? Oh, that is clearance. Oh, that's clearance. Oh, ah, I'm gonna come back next week. <laughs> but let's let's move along. You know your boy Kevin Durant. We were just talking about. Oh, that's my boy now. Emotional. That ain't my boy. He real emotional. Yeah, me and Katie, we have some similarities in the emotional department. I'm a cancer, so but I'm not as blatantly emotional as KD and him and uh, Chris Boussard and everybody who follows sports and who uh, watches all the shows know um, Chris Boussard is probably one of the best when it comes to this. And um, I didn't like how KD tried to. um, Say he was a liar. You definitely called him a liar. Yeah, definitely called this man a liar. And we in an age of exposing. It could have been nothing for Chris Boussard to expose those. To like text DMs. message and DMs is the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. When somebody said, I text you. Oh, okay, bet. You texted me. Or I DM'd you. Or I, he still got receipts, no yeah, matter no, what. Like, first of all, is in a, a time and a generation where text and DM, they all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And don't try to play this man like he, like he hasn't spoken to you. You could have said it a certain way, and if you if he didn't text you or inbox you or none of that at all, then say that's cat. Yeah. But you never you didn't say oh we never communicated. You just said you ain't got my number as cat. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, he never said he had your number. He just said y'all text on DM, direct message, and you the one initiated. You're right. emotional. We could believe that you initiated. Yeah. Because you don't like the narrative that you brought upon yourself when you joined the 73 and 19. Talk nobody, sh- nobody said, hey, KD, best player in the world, come over here. Your Draymond begged you, but you had a decision to make. And you have to live with this decision. <sighs> yes. And you have to reap all this that comes to you. Either you you gonna accept it, or you gonna cry about it, or you gonna complain about it. If it ain't true that what people saying, then don't have no reaction to it. You be, res- you be responding it. to tweets where people got fifty four followers. Like I'm like, yeah, I should tweet. account. I should tweet KD. Then he got caught up. Now you he just now he, <laughs> yeah, come through. Yeah, you responding <laughs> to people with less followers than both of us combined. So it's like it's, we ain't clout chasing though, so we ain't gonna mess with you. We want you on for the right reason. Correct. But um. Yeah, I think he just needs to block. It's hard to block media out, but mm. you don't have to respond. Like, no, it, I don't like think you're you're on a different type of level now. Like you, you're arguably the best player in the league. I agree, and one of the best scorers and players ever. Ever. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Chris Broussard, he like all these analysts and broadcasters say things on the internet. Skip Bayless is one of the biggest ones who always hating on a lot of players. Like, Correct. No need to respond to him. Cause well, then, I never responds. <laughs> why? He's just Skip, a different breed. Like. Skip dislikes yeah. him a lot. It's very close to, like, it's dislike right here and hate right there. Yeah, they like this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's bad. But I can see where Skip's coming from, being a Spurs fan. And y'all know the story about Kawhi and Spurs. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's something y'all let that go. Got to. But back to KD, when things are true, when, like, when somebody says something about you and it's true, and it hurts your feelings, you get emotional about it. Oh, yeah. You, could just you feel really, some type of way. Yeah, or you sh- just, they say it, the shoe fits. Wear it, exactly. A lot of these people, all they're saying is it's step team. It's true. You knew this when you signed with the Warriors, it's step team. They'll never love you like they love Steph. It's true. They will never love you like they love Steph. They drafted right. Steph. They, and they watched Steph grow. And they won before you came. Exactly. It's not so like, I don't know what narrative it, he thought he was going to change by joining the 73, when, 73 and 19. With narrative, you could win finals MVP for the rest of the duration. And it's that's why way. he's out of there, I, oh, yeah. I believe. If they win the finals if, without him, he's definitely out of there. If you want to be one of the top players, you already are, but like the top of the top players, you have to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. win with that team that you go to. Correct. Which is probably, it's a couple teams that's, they talk about Brooklyn, New York, and uh, Clippers, not the Lakers. So Brooklyn, New York, cool. and uh, Clippers, probably. Okay. If you win it, at any of those places, oh, you, you top three. Yeah. If he could win at any of those places, and like, I'm talking about win, like the same pressure they had on LeBron and winning Miami is the same pressure, but it won't be that type of pressure because you joined a team that was already established and all the right. And so that's why LeBron, when LeBron went back to Cleveland and won that, that championship, when mm-hmm. he went back, mm-hmm. that was a big time win for his legacy. It was a big time win for his legacy, but who knew that it would change the dynamic of the NBA? Because no team has beat the Warriors since. And that was the reason why Draymond was in the car calling KD. On the phone. LeBron was celebrating, never knew what he really then did. You done messed the league up by winning. Draymond in the car called KD, and it ain't been the same since. Yo, bro. Five straight finals they've been to. We need you. Five straight Steve Kerr, the only coach in NBA history to go to the finals his first five seasons. Ah, uh, Steve. Don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You about to, he, go ahead. Steve Kerr is like, ah. Uh, go ahead. 
I, I'm not gonna say he's not a, a good coach, but like Mark Jackson groomed that team. Okay. And then I'm not saying he didn't change schemes and game mm-hmm. plans and all mm-hmm. that, but Mark Jackson groomed them, got fired when they had a winning season, start mm-hmm. was starting to win, bring in Steve Kerr, and now they win. The rest is history. I, I just don't know how to feel about Steve Kerr, but Five respect, respect. I respect that. Yeah, like I, we always say, I respect. I'm a, I'm a respectful hater. Yes, five like, straight finals, first five seasons in the NBA as a head coach. That's remarkable in itself. And they about to win another one. Oh yeah, they definitely about to win another one. Yep. I and can't even. Hmm. We didn't talk about the NBA first teams. It's just too much, too many snubs, too much. But um, Clay but, not get on any of the first teams. Cost them super max. Yes, um, thirty million. Yes, it did. It did. So. Cost him the Supermax. Who else? It was one other person that it cost. Bradley Bill. Him and Bradley both didn't make it. It was it was somebody I can't I can't even think. It right was just now. too many snubs and too much. But Clay snubs. was the one of the biggest. Probably ones. one of the biggest ones. The, um, all NBA and all that. I can't get into that because it's just. It's a. That's a it's lot. It's too much. I can't. I can't. And uh, the defensive teams. I feel like they first team they should be second swapped. team. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like. Then you don't got uh, Pat Beverly on there. I don't. They had Eric Bledsoe on the first team. I don't even know like how he lost. And then Miles Turner was another name who was thrown out there. Like he leads the league in blocks. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they did it, but I think the All NBA teams are. Is it fans? The reason why we didn't um, talk about it is because it seemed like it's a popularity contest more than oh, yeah. what the players really do. That's why when Clay was like, I didn't make it, he was shocked. But he's like, I'd rather take five straight finals appearances and f- about to be another ring than all this. Kimball Walker got a pick. Yeah. Well, first, second, third, one of them. Third. But he, he, he eligible for that Supermax too, but I think he, yeah, that's I a tough he decision though. They'll yeah. probably re-sign him, but he doesn't want to be there anymore. But that yeah. money be talking. Oh yeah, you go... We work in a lot of places we don't want to be, but we ain't getting over $200 million. Just sit back and think. Your job you work at now, if they said, hey, sir, ma'am, we're going to pay you $200 million, the hate that you really thought you had for that job would disappear instantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, I never even walked the in. This job I ever a nice had. office. <laughs> You'd have been here five years. Now you're not an office nice. <laughs> but I'm saying that money, like you said, where's that money talk? Yeah, I agree with you. That money definitely talks. So, um... College sports, Fab Five, wow. and Fab Five members. This is Jawan Howard. This is shocking. I never thought that I would see the day where Michigan and the Fab Five would come to and like it'd be dropped. The beef would be dropped. I don't know if you guys know the story of the Fab Five. Um, probably one of the best thirty for thirties. I think probably one of the highest rated thirty for thirties as well. Um, their story of Fab Five: five freshmen. So you had Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawan uh, Howard. Jimmy King and uh, Ray Jackson. Chris Webber was the number one recruit at the time. Jalen Rose was number five. Jawan was number three. Jimmy King was number nine. And Ray Jackson was 84th in that recruiting class. So they're probably one of the best recruiting classes in Michigan. Um, you know, the swag, the long shorts, the black socks. Um, so according to ESPN, the reason why it was a fallout between Michigan and the Fat Five is at the time it was a booster named Ed Martin who helped a lot of kids in the inner city area. Um, so I use booster lightly. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Um, they're saying he gave over six hundred and ten thousand yeah. uh, dollars to uh, C Web um, and other players. This is all according to ESPN. Um, right. So um, they had some sanctions uh, that they had to uh, 
do. Michigan, they couldn't put the banners up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of other things they had to do. Pay over $450,000 in restitution. It was a lot that they had. So I never thought they would come to a, a, a head that they would be like, it's all it's all dropped. Yeah. And for the hiring of Juwan uh, Howard, it's just like, I never, I'm like, wow. Even General Rose said it's done. They could put the banners up or not. He said it's all good. I was like, that's a, a big step. It is, it is a big step in like re- reconnecting those players. But I know like as of now or as of like yesterday or two days ago, Jalen Rose and Chris Webber still have beef. Not real beef. Like Jalen Rose said he'll talk to Chris Webber. Chris mm-hmm. Webber is willing to talk to him. But I don't right. think Webber is over it yet. Well, I, the reason why I don't think he's over it is because when you do something that you know is wrong and we've all done it, you, don't, you do something and you get caught, the first thing you do is lie. It's right. just a human nature. Oh, they caught me. Uh, I didn't do it. But when everybody that was involved in it is telling the truth and then you're not saying anything or you're trying to downplay this man, like, I, I call Ed Martin a booster, but he really did a lot in the community uh, for inner city kids. That's what Cornelius can. And then Jada Rose came out of Jada Rose's mouth. He wasn't just a booster. He was just, he looked out in the community for the kids. And all he said is if you get big, don't forget. That's yeah. it. That's any person that Look out for you, Reg. I looked out for you. Just don't forget about me. That's anybody that said. That's not necessarily saying give me this amount of money. Yeah. But that's saying, hey, I looked out for you in a time of need. You got to remember, all these kids are from the inner city. Jalen Rose, all them is all from the inner city. And it was time they didn't have no money, no food. Y'all could go watch the documentary to really get into detail with all that. But yeah, and, and to go off that, like, that's a dangerous line to play with because accepting money from... If it's random people, then like that's 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 you don't want to do that. But if it's somebody you trust and like mm-hmm. you uh, believe in, they believe in you, and right. they they're there for the right reason, not mm-hmm. just to hang on your coattails. And like, that's what it seemed like because in the, in the, this the um, court stuff, they were saying like he gave a lot of it wasn't just Chris Webber and all yeah. his kids. He gave a lot of money to a lot of these kids, bus kids and all that. Um, and, like, if y'all watch the documentary, his son was just, like, all he was just asking for is his dad not to be painted as this, like, scammer or something like that. Yeah. And that's, and he wasn't that. He just said, you did, I, I looked out for you. Don't forget, Chris Webber made millions of dollars in the NBA. Jalen Rose, million dollars in, millions of dollars. All these guys that he looked out for. And that's all he was saying. So, I think that was the, the beef. Like, I'm telling the truth and then you're dogging this man. And then Jalen Rose, they had a relationship with this man. This wasn't just a random person yeah. that just started giving him money. This is somebody they, that seen them playing basketball for a really long time and thought to help. Mm-hmm. And all they, all he said was just look out. Like, right. That's it. Any, any person would this, want the same. To solve all this, I think NCAA somehow has to figure out how to give some the players like some type of income. They're, they're making a bunch of money off of them. By, they sell jerseys. Well, most of the big schools and some men majors sell their jerseys. Mm-hmm. No name on it, yeah, obviously, so but so you're, their number, money. you know who that player is. Correct. They're making millions off TV deals. Coaches yeah, making coach millions. Yeah. Like you got to think about it like this. I played Division two basketball. and Reg played Division three. three. So I seen the struggle at the Division two level. Me mm-hmm. and my teammates putting money together to eat cafeteria clothes. So I've seen it. But you got to think at these bigger schools. Like I couldn't imagine. I'm not now. Right. They, y'all want to start paying athletes? I played a couple years ago. I can check. I'm just saying I struggled too. But they just—it has to be realistic. They have to be realistic. Um, and and giving these players some type of compensation because I'm not gonna sit here and lie. If I can go back in time and they said they paid for my full education, 
the debt that I'm in because of school, I'll take it. I'll take it because I'm like, all right, bet, I'm in this debt right now. I'm going to pay for my work. I'll take it. But not knowing that the education is not, that's not it. I still have right. to live. I'm still a, te- a, a young adult. I still want to live my life. I just don't want to be an athlete 24-7. I still want to live my life. I still want to buy things. And I just don't want to be like, oh, I, I have no money. And you got to think, a lot of these players that go to these bigger schools are coming from one-income family homes with their single mother. Um, and their only outlook is, all right, I have to go to this big school and I have to get in the NBA so I can support my family. So if you can get them some type of compensation, you may even think you start paying these athletes. Sometimes they may want to stay. You don't want to leave a year after a year. They may want to get their education. Because you see, the NBA is not going anywhere. Right. But that money calls. And when you have a family to take care of, it's, it's hard to say, all right, I'll stay in school for another year. Oh, no, let me go make these millions of dollars. I can support my family. So the, the NCAA, they have a lot to think about. It's not a hard decision for me. You could find the money to pay these kids. Easily. Easily. Like, come on. Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and sometimes it hurts the kids by leaving early because most of them ain't not ready Correct. to jump to the league. Correct. After one year, maybe two, mm-hmm. and now they are in the G League, work trying to work their way up, and G League don't get paid much. Correct. Whereas, but they got that NBA dream, uh, so they mm-hmm. stand in the G League for multiple years and may not, it may not, lead them to the NBA. Correct. Whereas, I think most people, they they get they fall in love, and is I don't it's not a problem, but. They fall in love with try, trying to make the NBA, but if you're worried about yourself and you're living in your family, mm-hmm. overseas is not a bad look because you, you, they pay they pay well yeah, in the right places. Yeah, not a bad look, and then you got to think about it. If the NCAA can come up with some type of solution to pay these athletes, then now they, they think about staying because now they're saying, okay, if I stay in school, now I can think about something else I wanted to do. So, okay, my shot to make the NBA, these, these people that, that work you out, that pay all this money, ask them to be honest with you. They can let you know your shot. What is it? What can I work on? Is it right. a likelihood that I'm going to get an MBA or I need some more years? If they say you need some more years, why not stay in school and get you a degree and open a business and have some other type of income? Because the MBA, the, the, I didn't pull up the stats, but the likelihood of anybody getting an MBA is is so hard, you know? It's like below 10% or something. Correct. And I'm not saying give up on your dreams. I'm never saying that. But what I'm saying is you also have to have a backup plan. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, oh, no, no backup plan. Well, those people are probably already like, established you get what i'm saying but you, you should have a backup plan and something that you enjoy i'm not saying give up on sports all around but you never know you may have a passion to coach you may have a passion to do personal workouts or anything that you have learned um through your struggles of trying to get to the nba or trying to be on a professional level and now you can give that back to the community so now you and you working for something you know that's always something to think about yeah but like we said at the top of this uh topic uh just shout out to Juwan Howard on getting that job at, Michi- at Michigan. Um, I know they're excited. I know he's excited. And I know he's going to get some some good players in there, yeah. some good recruits. Um, I would definitely, if I had a son that wanted to play basketball, if Juwan Howard comes sit down in my house, I'd probably be really thankful. Yeah, he's been a yeah, he's yeah. been a really good assistant coach. For the um, Heat. For the Miami Heat. Yep. Um, he's been a professional's professional. Uh, all his and he I, he seems like he's a player's coach, like he yeah. and he's also a player, so that even helps even more because he Correct. knows what they go through exactly and what their background may be. And then he played with what, one of the best players, LeBron. So and D Wade and D Wade. So it's like who he, wouldn't want to play for Michigan? And I probably within a year, Michigan probably these next couple years they're going to probably have one of the best recruiting classes because now yeah. 
you have the fat one of the fat five members back in Michigan and just to bring that culture back, it's just yeah. gonna be amazing to see. So shout out to Michigan, shout out to Juan Howard. That's a good look. Yeah, and real quick before we switch it switch it up, um that's how Penny Hardaway was for Memphis. He's at Memphis this year and this upcoming class, he's got the number one recruiting class. Correct. Yep. I feel like Juwan Howard's gonna be the same. Yeah, way. I agree. So let's switch gears. What we got, Peter? So, Robert F. Smith. He recently, um, you know, he did the, what's the speech called when they do the speech? I, it's ah, been a minute since I graduated uh, college. You know that speech. Yeah, speech. <laughs> yep, that one. <laughs> that one. So he, uh, he paid off the debt at uh, for the men at Morehouse. And um, I just wanted to touch on that because student loan debt. It's real. Oh, yeah, it's real. It is, um... Something that is uh, plaguing a lot of people, including myself. Um, I want to hope it. And Reg, um, it's it's honestly, it's honestly like a black cloud because you don't know the implications of when you start signing up for this the student loans. You just you really just want to graduate college. You want to make your family proud. You want to make yourself proud. Um, but when you don't know and you haven't done the research. Um, it can come back to bite you, and it, it comes back to bite you really, really uh, hard. Because once you out of school, they want that money, and they want it quick. They want it in a hurry, and they want a big amount of it. They're not really trying to work with you, uh, depending on which student loan people you have. So, um, according to Forbes, uh, probably it says forty-four million borrowers who collected over one point five trillion dollars in student loan debt alone in two thousand nineteen. So. The average, they say the average in like 2016, 2017 was 37000 It's way more than that now. Um, probably when people graduate over with $60,000, $70,000 worth of debt. And so what Robert Epson did, he didn't, he really just uh, blessed a lot of people. But it goes to show you that you, everybody doesn't have that blessing. So if you have any like uh, kids around you that's in like high school or middle school, and um, the mistakes that I've made, now I can tell my cousins and my and my family uh, members that's going to college. Um, it just I just didn't know I wasn't educated um, that they want this money back. It's not like borrowing money from your mom. Uh, these people want their money back, and I understand that, but it's really aggressive, and it really can take a toll on you. So what I would say um, to people that's in student loan debt or people that's going into college, um, look at grants, look at going to maybe community college, and make sure you're ready. Um, because this debt is going to follow you forever. Um, right. Unless you get a job and, you know, you can make the means to pay, but... Um, yeah, and I think... Get, yeah, go, okay, ahead. go okay. ahead. But I think a lot of us, we don't attack the student loans right away. We put it, we defer it, we, like, yeah. hold off on it, mm-hmm. and that's just adding on to your student loans with oh, yeah. the interest. Mm-hmm. So I think, if possible, like, put some money... Save money, so mm-hmm. budget, yeah. and pay little by little, whatever yeah, you, you can. can. Your, you can pay a, on a, like, they go like by your income. Yeah. Yeah. They have income-driven payment plans. So whatever you make, they'll base it off of that, and Correct. you make that payment every month. Correct. Whereas if you put it on hold, you're, it's just yeah. adding to the Not to, to the, get too personal, to but yeah. So I have had loans on deferment for some time now, and the interest that I've accrued, Mm-hmm. it's probably at least over $4,000. And that's only in the last four or five years. So what I'm saying is, um, if you have the means to pay some type of interest, pay even yeah. $25 a month, it, and say it's going straight to my interest. Because it's it just in the long run, it's going to hurt you even more. Yeah. And um, yeah, student loan debt, 
I really don't like to talk about it because I just get so disappointed in myself because I'm like, man, I just didn't know. You know, right. you can't just get mad at yourself. But I'm just like, man, I really wish I knew uh, what I was going to get myself into. Am I disappointed in graduating from college? No, because that's one of the best accomplishments I ever did. But um, do I wish I was more educated? Yes. And I feel like in the future, me and Rich probably get somebody that is know, that knows about student loan debt. I think this is a really important topic that a lot of people need to know about. Not even just students, parents. And I feel like that's probably where the, the mistake lied. My parents didn't know a lot, a lot about student loan debt. So it really wasn't, they didn't know. So then I didn't know. So I'm, you know, I don't know. We're all going to block. Yeah, you look at the student loan debt that you have and you think back, like, when did I sign for this? At some point, you signed a paper that's saying you want to pay for college. That's where it is. So any advice I can give any high school kids, sit down with your uh, guidance counselor and tell them, I want to go to college as, as affordable for me as possible. Yeah, and before you apply for loans, there's a lot of grants out here. There's yes. a lot of scholarships. It is. And you said on a couple episodes, you were talking about, like, we're coming out with merch and uh, eventually we want to give back to the community. Correct. Well. When we are able to, and the time is right, I feel like we we we'll talk about it more. But I think we should come up with a a scholarship. Yeah. With with a certain amount of money, and it goes to maybe one or two kids just to help somebody. Yeah. Because we know, I know what it's like to be in college right. and not knowing how you're going to pay for. It. I really, honestly do. Yeah. I didn't. I walked on at the school that I my first school I was at. Um, my second school I walked on. Um. It was just more so a lot of pressure because my, my parents paid for me to go to high school. So it was more so pressure within myself. My parents just didn't mind. If mm-hmm. I went to a community college, they would have been proud of me either way. But it's just pressure I had within myself. So I would say if you honestly know the type of student you are, so you're getting D's and C's right now, which is which is not horrible, but you know you can push yourself and get better. Why not go to community college and prepare yourself? Why not maybe take a year off? But you got to know yourself. I'm not the type of person that could have took a year off of college I wouldn't finish. That's me. But sometimes you have to, some people are motivated, you know? So you can take the year off work and do that. But you got to know yourself. So I wouldn't say take a year off and you be the type of person that's going to get money and then stop going to school. Mm-hmm. Which is not a problem if you get the type of money that's going to be able to work for you and you open in a business, something like that. That's, that's not a problem. Is college the end all be all? No. I wouldn't say that. But education is important. Yeah, right. And uh, shout out to Robert... F. Smith again for that was amazing. Just blessing those those men. Yeah, the class of 2019 Mm -hmm. um, by paying off their debt. He's he's a billionaire, so he obviously he has the means, but he didn't have to do that. No, he didn't have to. He did that out of the kindness of his heart. I'm pretty sure none of them knew about it. It was unexpected, and he blessed those men. Because yeah. that's a big burden off their back. I know it is because I'm. Yeah. We're going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, couldn't imagine. Like you said, education is key, but make sure you're educated on student loans, grants, scholarships. Yes. Go for the grants and the scholarships because there's a bunch of them out here. You just yeah. gotta look for them. Yeah, it could be something just pertaining to your grades or pertaining in the area which you live in. A scholarship. If you're African American, yep. you're Latino. If yep. you're white, yep. you're, like anything, they yep. have scholarships. They have scholarships for everything, grants for everything, yeah. writing essays and everything. The stuff that I learned about after the fact, but it's out there. And you just have to do your research. If you're in 10th grade, ninth grade right now, I'm telling you to enjoy high school, but I'm telling you also to think about your future. Because that time goes by fast. I looked up and I was already in 12th grade and I didn't apply to no colleges because it just went that fast. You just joking around, you laughing and joking, and then you look up and you're in 12th grade and you're like, man, what do I want to do? So the best advice I can give you in your 9th and 8th grade, I mean, 9th, 10th grade, even 8th grade, I would say, you know, you kind of at this point know what you want to do with your life. So kind of like geared to that. 
get your grades up. I'm telling you, the money they give for good grades, I'm, I, there are I messed acad- the hustle up. Academic scholarships. Yeah, I messed up. If, if I knew that the money they was given for you to just focus and do what you're supposed to do, like, that's just common sense. But you live and you learn. So all the experience in your red job, we'll get to that point definitely to just give. Even if you can help with some books, because that's expensive. And that's that's just all we want. We're not doing it for the fame and the glitter because we just know that it's just hard out here for college students, for uh, high school students, um, especially if you're in a one-family income home. And, you know, we know the struggle, so we're just trying to do it the best we can with our platform. Yeah, and speaking of high school, uh, Oprah just oh yeah also yep. did a, a good deed in New Jersey, North New Jersey. Yep, she gave the money to the principal. Um, Akbar he, Cook. Yep, he has the Lights Out program. Or Lights, is it Lights Out? Yeah, Lights Out. Yeah, because... Um, there's a lot of uh, gun violence in North New Jersey, um, uh, predominantly in a certain time frame. But that's where he did the uh, the program for the kids so they could be there um, at nighttime and play and play video games, do their homework, and just feel safe. Um, and for Oprah to do that and, and listen to his story. He's also on the Ellen Show. If you yeah. guys want to check that out. Um, he, just, he just understood um, a point where it was just prevalent that they needed something. So he came up with this, and now people are are um, donating money, and it's, it's a really good look because I know our communities get they talk about the gun violence and stuff a lot, which I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but there's a lot of good that people are trying to do to stop that, you know. And if we put a light on that, then that maybe could help, you know. Help a, a lot of people, and and it came from genuine like love from him. He didn't. I'm pretty sure he didn't do do what he doing. Based off of, oh, I'm trying to, hopefully I get on the Ellen show or Oprah donates or somebody donates. Yeah. He was doing it out of, out of the, I guess, from his heart. Like, yeah, that's what he wanted. a lot do. of students. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a good imagine when you had that. If you guys ever work with children, like, you do build a bond with, with kids and stuff like that. And then for them to be taken away from you, it probably just, it just ignited something in him. And he started this program. And it's just amazing that this program is helping a lot of kids and, um, Oprah saw that and he's gonna I know he's gonna use that money for good for these kids and it's just a really really good look so shout out to the, the North New Jersey area um, shout out to him shout out to Oprah because that's a really good look like like me and Rich said these people they have a lot of money Oprah and Robert Epstein but they don't have to do this Yeah, they don't have to donate this money they don't have to do it you get what I'm saying they choose to do this um, from the kindness of their heart and they know that it's going to be paid forward so um, that's a good look right and Principal Akbar he for we didn't mention the high school, Westside High School West in North. Um, this is just setting an example for schools in these predominantly black and crime infested areas Correct. where you have, we said lights out, it's lights on. Lights We're on. sorry about that. But with this lights on program, Friday nights, they can stay there until 11, like you said. Mm-hmm. They can play video games, play pool, um, just hang out. He has food for them. And also in the summertime, I saw that it's going to be three nights a week. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, over the summer, so same program where they can hang out and just embrace each other and not be, and some of them probably, most of them probably not even like in games or any of no, that but activity, you but you're around do, it. Yeah, when you have nothing to do, we Both all don't have young name before. One. Exactly, but we all be young before. You don't have anything to do and you're bored. Sometimes you do things you're not supposed to do, you know? Right. But if you have somewhere to go and you can hang out with your friends, you talk to your friends, play video games, and you feel safe, then your thoughts not on doing nothing wrong right. because you feel good, you feel safe. You know? Yeah. So shout out to Principal Akbar Cook, Westside High School in North New Jersey. 
hopefully he sets an example for mm-hmm. principals in Trenton, principals in Camden, yeah. and all the crime infested uh, cities in America, honestly. Yeah, this um, is a just really a, good look. You don't have to do it as just one night and start off with one night, yeah. not the week, or Friday or Saturday, and, and follow his plan and then see where it goes because you're saving kids' lives by doing that. I agree. Um, so shout out to Principal Akbar. I agree. Uh, Oprah, Robert F. Smith, but um, it's time to name our playmaker. We got our first female playmaker of the week, guys. And me and Reggie went to see me and Reggie went to school with a lot of people, a lot of successful people out there. Man, um, TCA, man. Yeah, another TCA. greatness. Oh, yeah, no. another oh. TCA alum, uh, a good friend of mine. We play basketball together. If you guys go on her Instagram page, you're gonna see a lot of makeup and stuff. But she did play basketball uh, at some point in her life. But uh, Sally, um, K is what she goes by on Instagram. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she's a beautiful person. Um, very smart, very educated woman. Um, I had the pleasure of going to high school with her, and now I have the pleasure of seeing her grow into an amazing entrepreneur, an amazing person. Um, she has a, a beauty line, which we have right here, guys. So you can go on her Rose IG. Butter. It's rose. What a smother. Natural oil. What a smother. I be putting that on my neck. I got a little eczema on my okay. neck. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she got, she got, she got a little... Uh, Beauty butter, guys. So you go on her IG. All natural oil. All natural, guys. So you go on her IG is rooted R O O T. Wait, hold up. I want to get it right. Let me go right down there real quick. Yeah, get that right because I got my guy on the first the first playmaker of the week. I got his name wrong. So oh yeah, we gonna get my that right. Hold up. Let me hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Stand by, guys. I just want to make sure. Oh yeah. So R O O T E D R A D I A N T. That's the Instagram. So go on Instagram. That's her page. personal page. Yeah, that's her Instagram page. You go in there. So she has an event coming up for young girls. So that's the main thing that caught my eye because I, I do have a younger sister. And um, it's not a lot of positivity, positive things that I can push her into the direction. So I saw this and I'm like, bet. I, I want to I support this. So it's called She Thrives. Um, it's a sisterhood mentor, mentorship program. So it's going it, um, to talk about relationships, identity, encouragement. Um, so it's a really, really good look for girls that are 14 to 22. Um, let me just go into detail to give you guys more information. I have it on my phone. I apologize. And while she's um, looking, uh, sorry about that. Follow Also follow her uh, makeup and beauty page, Rooted Radiant. Same way you spell it, beauty. Rooted Radiant Beauty. Um, and just check her out. Uh Order some product and just support. Just support. And let her know that the Playmaker Podcast sent you. So she thrives. Is want to teach young girls heal relationships, identity, virtue, encouragement, also spirituality. Um, and it's a faith based mentorship program for young girls from fourteen to seventeen and eighteen to twenty two. The mission is to create judgment free safe space for um young girls to unwind, unpack mentally. And emotionally, guys, this is a really good look. You know, there's not a lot of positive things for young girls to do. Um, there are a lot of things on TV that they shouldn't be looking at. Reality TV, um, Instagram, all that. But this is a program that, that Sally has come up with. Uh, it's faith-driven, so they'll get some faith um, to learn about the best G-O-D. Um, So, guys, be on the lookout for that. Go on her page. Uh, there's more details on there. If you have a young sister, I have a little sister. She doesn't meet the age requirement, but... I'm going to ask Sally, can, can she do something? She's 13. Um, but I would definitely love to support. So, like I said, guys, she thrives uh, 14 to 17, also 18 to 22. Something you can push your younger sister or any young adult that you are mentoring or have in your life. Push them into the right direction. And um, this is a really, really good look. So, Sally, 
from the Playmaker Podcast. As you, ma'am, you are the Playmaker of the Week. Um, I love your vision. I love what you stand for. And I'm going to support 100%. So like Reg said, go get some beauty products for your girlfriend. Stay moisturized. Stay moisturized. Also, if you have a young girl that you're mentoring, a little sister, guys, this program, She Thrives, is going to be really big. And I honestly think that this is the right step in the right direction for self-love for these young girls. Um, There's a lot out here. And um, I feel like this program will definitely show them that you can, you have to have self-love in yourself. And once you have that, all else is sky's the limit. Once again, shout out to you, Sally. You're the Playmaker of the Week, baby. You did it. You'll be on our website. We'll shout you out on our Instagram. And oh, then website. Oh, ah. it's well, funny you mentioned <laughs> the website. Hey guys, the Playmaker Podcast. We had our own website, guys. We're working. We grinded. So guys, you be on your phone a lot. I know you be on your phone a lot. You be searching a lot. But why not search your family? Somebody that you, you rock with, somebody that you support, somebody that you know personally. Go on www.theplaymakerpodcast.com. Dot com, guys. Look at it. We got a website, guys. We're we, here. We got everything. Right here, guys, you can go. You go look. home. You go, go, ahead, go home. Right? Home page. That's look. You can listen to previous, uh, you know, previous episodes. You, you scroll over. You got Apple. You got Spotify. You and got you Google what? Play. Y'all have these on your phones. So you go. have the Playmaker Podcast Instagram on here where you can click on it right from there and go to it. You, yeah. You know. All this is motivation. Playmaker guys. of the week would be right here. Shout out to our last last week's playmaker of the week. Made Mark. Different. Go ahead and support different. him. Who's um, dropping? No. We ain't get to it yet, but we got our get right segment where So this we, is what we talked about last week, guys. So I was on vacation last week and it didn't stop me from, from us dropping an episode. Right. Um so I just put last week, go on vacation, travel. Um and I and I had and be the best version of yourself. And then you got the about section. Where you can check us out, our our background. And we'll probably we do. do an episode. Um, if you guys really want to know more, like personal stories about us, we don't know if you guys are interested in that. So slide in our DMs if you guys want to know a story time about how me and Rage met, and also our journey to get to this point of being podcasters. Yes. So let us know if you want to know that. So like we said, check. Is no when we say click the link in our bio, it's not going to be that one we have now. It's going to no, be no, it's going to be the website now. The Playmaker Pod. www theplaymakerpodcast.com yes you're gonna have everything you need from past episodes past mm-hmm. playmakers of the week yep. our, our merchandise will be and on there and you can really put your soon. own playmaker of the week in there yes you can submit your own at the bottom of every page on the website and you submit know. your own let, them, let us know why you think mm-hmm. they should be the playmaker uh, merchandise will be on there merchandise will be in next week correct um, we're gonna do a pre-order so we can just gauge how many people interested and maybe Correct. we need to order more. Um, but we got some big things going on. Yes, some sir. interviews set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we, me and Rich always like to say, guys, if we're on other people's platform, we like to support you. So if you have a clothing line, a clothing brand, or anything you'd like us to wear, send us the link in our bios, Reg, uh, at the Playmaker Podcast. And you can send it to me, Queen Keita 14 And guys, we purchase merch. We're not asking for it for free. We want to support you like you support us. And we will wear your merch um, because we know that you guys' stories are amazing. We don't yes. do research, but we'll wear your merch. Um, we'll tag you. We'll support you. And we just ask you to do the same in return. And before we wrap up this episode, we got to get right. Oh, yeah. It's definitely time to get right, guys. So, I'm going to hit it to you, Reg. Woo! All right, bet. So, um, I woke up this morning early, like 4 a.m. because we had to take my girlfriend's sister 
uh, to the airport and whatnot. Okay. Um, so I didn't get much sleep, but I woke up like, and you said travel last week, but just, just appreciate the time you have with family and like, even like just riding on it, uh, on the way to the airport. We were just talking mm-hmm. about talking anything, about mm-hmm. but just having a good time talking to them, appreciating their their presence, their that they're still here, um, because. A lot of a lot of our family members pass away, pass on before we can even really tell them how we really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, just we said this past in the past episodes, but tell your family you love them, tell your friends you love them, because mm-hmm. uh, nobody's here forever. So yeah. you just you just gotta appreciate your family, appreciate your friends, uh, your close friends, the people who support you. We may not even know people like people that support the podcast that I don't know, I appreciate them though. So mm-hmm. I let them know when they reach out and say, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your podcast, what you're doing for the right. community, what you're trying to do. Just appreciate those people who appreciate you because they're not going to be here forever. And you just, you just have to love, love people because it's, you waste the energy by just hating on people, hating people, disliking mm-hmm. people that yeah. takes up too much, too much energy. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not moving us forward. It's not pushing us forward. Correct. So piggyback off Rich before I get into mine. Um, what he's saying by spend time with your family is this is not spending time with your family. Mm-mm. This is not spending time with your family. This is not spending time with your family. Put your phone down and spend time with your family and talk to people. Like Rich said, you lose people. In, in, in these couple months alone, I lost two people that meant the world to me. You know what I'm saying? So like Rich said, talk to people. Losing those two people made me get closer to on a more closer level with my mom and my dad. My dad just moved to Florida. And our relationship, I prayed about this. Now we was getting closer. He moved to Florida. But that didn't stop anything. We had FaceTime. I could fly out to see him. Um, my sister down here, I was able to get close with her. So now every morning, we like try to beat each other to text each other good morning. Because that's we, we trying to bond. We're trying to build a relationship with each other. And it's, it's awesome. So to piggyback off what Red says, spend time with your family in the moment. Your phone, not your phone. I'm telling you, this phone is really going to get you caught up. You're going to lose. They say we lose a lot of our lives on these phones. Like, I'm telling you, I'm not no expert on phones, but give yourself one day a week to turn your phone off. I'm telling you, I've done it. It's nice. It's really nice because you're just really in a moment. You're having conversations with people. And and this happened to me. Like, Grace said, spend time. I was, my boyfriend was talking to me, having a conversation with me. I'm on my phone. Real rude. Very rude. And he called me out on it. I said, what? I didn't do nothing wrong. But that's rude. When somebody's talking to you and you're on your phone, that's rude. You have to live and, and, and um, enjoy people's company. That phone is going to be there. That's disrespectful. So, Reg, I agree with you 100%. My get right is tough. Um, I probably have to say staying consistent in your journey. And what I mean by that is it's tough. This podcast and stuff is tough. I see a lot of people succeeding at it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm looking and I'm like, you want to speed up your journey. You know, you want to speed it up. I'm like, man, we got good content. We should be here. No, God got a plan for us. And and we have our own journey that we're going to get to because we're staying in our own path in Virginia about what we want to do. So don't rush your journey because you want to get the, the outcome of somebody else because you don't know what they've been through to get that outcome. Right. So you want to be an NBA player? You just want to skip everything and just be the NBA player, right? No, it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to put in time and work. So... I'm becoming more aware that if I want this podcast to be successful, I have to stay on myself. So instead of being on my phone looking at BS, I need to be looking at stats and I need to be looking at um, things I want to talk about or things me and Rage want to talk about or things that can help the podcast and help the brand. 
Because one of the hardest things I realized when you're like trying to brand yourself or brand with a team is like, wow, like I never knew how difficult it was. You see people, like I have a lot of friends, shout out to Fan Favorite, that's my dog. And I've seen her for years, like brand herself. And I'm like, man, like it seemed easy, but it's not. It's not easy at all, you know? So when you're trying to like promote yourself, that's probably one of the hardest things this year I've been able to think about. Like, man, people like me and people bump with me, but really do they support me? Mm. And that's just, just the, excuse me, I'm just being honest. Like, you rock with me, support me, you know? So I probably have to say, don't rush your journey because it's your journey. You'll get to your destination and your destination is already set. God already have our destination set for us. He just wants us to follow the path and stay consistent and do what we have to do. So I probably just say, don't rush anything that you're doing because it, it, you have the finish line that's going to be there. But don't rush to get there because what if you get there and you're not ready and you skip all these steps to get there? And then now you got there and you're not ready, you're not prepared. Right. To piggyback real quick, like we said in a couple episodes ago, um, don't stop comparing yourself to others and what yes. they're doing. That mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with that. And I just wanted to say that because like we said before and like you said today, if you compare yourself to others, you'll, you'll get lost on that trail because... They have a path, and like you said, we have a path, or you have a path individually. I do as well, and as a team, Correct. we do. We have a path, so we have to stay on our path and not try to go on other people's path. Yeah, I'm we're, we're you, gonna get lost. Yeah, we're gonna, you're gonna get lost. You got to think like me and Reggie. We watch other podcasts when we when we try to, and we're, we more so try to learn. We don't try to compare because you got to think like these people have been putting this for a long time. You know, so me and Reggie know. Where we what we have to do and we're and we're pushing to get there. You know what I'm saying? So like when we say thank you to people that support us, we're not just saying it to make an Instagram video. We don't we can't meet everybody that supports us in, in person. So Instagram and social media is the way. But when we say thank you, we really genuinely mean thank you because this is not easy to do. Me and Rage both work nine to five jobs. We both have lives, but this is something that we really want to do and now we're pushing each other to do it. Like if you guys would like to listen to our first episode now, you can see the growth and you can see the maturity and the seriousness that we take this. I don't talk about stats just to talk about it. I want people to really be able to take me serious. And when I'm talking about sports, I'm talking about my craft, you know. So I'm I'm taking it serious and I hope that you guys know that we're taking it serious. And when we say thank you, when we say thank you for your support, we truly mean it. Right. So guys, don't forget the playmaker of the week, Sally Kamara, Sally K, Rooted Radiant, Rose Butter. <laughs> Natural oils. Guys, I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> go ahead, throw some more in here. Let me quick. go ahead and do a little bit real quick. My elbow's a little ashy. Y'all can't see that. <laughs> Sally, girl, you done did something. Oh, wow. Oh, I see it. I see That's it, Sean. shiny. But listen, guys, before we let y'all go, remember, check out our website, theplaymakerpodcast.com. Follow us on our social media. The Playmaker Podcast, Queen Keto 14, my personal page, RD Coleman One. Um, check we're on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, everything you think we on, we probably on. Um, this is episode nine, the Tony Allen edition. We thank y'all for tuning in. The Playmaker Podcast. I'm Reggie Coleman. Nikita Marrow Thomas. See y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.